0: happy belated valentine's day if you are wondering if i am going crazy because it's in the middle of august it's totally understandable a lot of people may not be aware at the time we're recording this episode yesterday which is august 14th was the chinese valentine's day so i really want to dedicate today's episode to the chinese valentine's day and share one of my favorite love story growing up I don't know if you ever heard of the story between Ni- Niu Lang and Jun Yu.
1: No, I didn't even know yesterday was Chinese Valentine's Day or that that was even a thing. Wait, do you guys have Valentine's Day in London or is that just an American holiday?
0: There What's is the-
1: Valentine's Day in <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: February 14th.
1: Okay, so it's the same. I mean, this just goes to show how in America, everything is about America. The fact that I have little knowledge about what, other countries celebrate their holidays, their traditions. Uh, I can't with myself. <laughs> there,
0: Honestly, there are three <laughs> Valentine's Day in China that's currently being celebrated. One being the February 14th, the Western, we, we call it the Western, we, we mean like in China, we call it the Western Valentine's Day. And one being May 20th, because in Mandarin saying Erling. sounds very similar to saying, I love you in Mandarin. So that's another mm-hmm. Valentine's Day people celebrate. And August 14th, this is actually a day that changes every year. The Chinese Valentine's Day that I want to share today, it's based on Lutheran calendar. It falls on July 7th every single year. Its Chinese name is called qixi or Jie. Qixi, literal translation, it's Seventh Evening, and qiqiao just means asking for talent. Originally, this holiday was worshipping the natural astrology and going to the temple, worshipping this celestial figure. Her name is known as the Seventh Sister, or the Seventh Fairy, or zhi nyu. Okay. So she is Very talented in waiting. A lot of people, specifically women in the olden time, will go to the temple and worship her and asking for talents and to have a good marriage. Okay. And then later on, it evolves to something completely different, a very beautiful pastoral love story.
1: So wait, the Chinese Valentine's Day is based out of this talent goddess? Yeah, yes. It's like originally it wasn't a Valentine's Day at all.
0: It originally was really about the talent. But as earliest as dated like two thousand six hundred years ago, that there's documents documenting this love story because of the this love story, and also because originally how the ritual and the celebration is, it's really based on the gender role that women. It's staying at home, doing the housework. So because of that, in the modern days, people don't tend to go to temple and asking for weaving that uh, type of female role orientated talents. Yeah. Um so now it kind of evolved, become Chinese Valentine's Day. It wasn't born as Chinese Valentine's Day. It was born as a give me talent, give me a best husband holiday. <laughs>
1: So you can only ask for these talents on this day back then?
0: Yeah, this is a specific day to really worship her.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, but the love story actually being documented throughout many dynasty and it changes. Like it was documented in Poland, in song, essays as well. So there's many versions throughout dynasty and even throughout different regions of china so i today want to share the version i grew up knowing and falling in love with
1: oh i'm excited i love a little folklore yeah so it's said
0: a weaver girl she is one of the goddess in heaven and mm-hmm. she's the daughter of the goddess of heaven and She's beautiful, she waits for the rainbow in the sky actually. And she one day was when she's in heaven, looking down on earth and saw this really cool guy. His name is Neil Lang or Calherd. That's literally okay. the, like it's not even his actual name, it's literally his job title. He's an all firm and then she just looks at what all, he's an all firm orphan what the heck Wait. is that orphan i'm pronouncing orphan. It like orphan orphan oh my, oh my gosh he's an orphan Orphan, <laughs> gosh now i can't pronounce him i
1: thought he's you were trying orphan. to say author oh my gosh oh he's
0: no. an orphan
1: like his parents yeah yeah
0: died. and then he wasn't being treated well by like people around him but he's like really hard working this goddess genu in heaven, she looked over him and she fell in love with him. So she came down to earth and want to help him with all the agriculture work. And they did fall in love. They got married. They had a baby. Happily together. And Niu Lang had no idea she's actually a celestial figure, and she's being basically secretly doing this on earth and escaping back to heaven, pretending everything is normal. But one mm-hmm. day the goddess of heaven and found out she was pissed she was like you are goddess how dare you go down to earth marry a human,
1: human. oh so like her mom
0: basically yeah yeah okay. her mom's like fear infuriated by her action mm-hmm. so she wanted to separate zhinyu from Niulang. so she sent soldiers from heaven to take her away from Niulang. And this is when Yolong find out that she's actually from heaven, and he loves her so much that so he kept chasing her. They both feel so sad, and it was sad. The goddess of heaven want to separate them by using her power to create the Milky Way. So there's actually star named after them. I mean, they being named after. So Junyu is named after the Vega star in the sky. And okay. Nyolan is named after the star Altar Star in the sky. Okay. And they're actually super bright, but they're separated by the Milky Way. But the folktale is saying the goddess of heaven's piss. So she created the Milky Way to separate them.
1: Oh, yeah. Wait, so the human went to heaven?
0: Yeah, because so he was like chasing after her. Okay. But um, they're separated forever by the Milky Way. So Jenny is by herself on one side of the Milky Way and Neil Lang is on the other side of the Milky Way with the kids. And they just like look at each other and just cry and like long oh. for the reunion. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sad. And so their action really moved the pegasus bird.
1: Pegasus? Pegasus? Oh, thank you. Oh, I thought that was uh, Greek mythology. Is that also in China? Yeah, Pegasus in China. Uh, the horse with the wings?
0: No, no, no. Pegasus is the bird with a blue tail. Mm, I don't in, know that ch- in Chinese, is it's Xichue. A I pigmen? think maybe they have the same English name, but they're different animals. A pigeon? No, magpies. Am I saying it wrong? Magpies? Magpies. Oh, yeah, that is a type of bird. <laughs> okay, sorry. Their love was so great. And their longing for each really moved magus <laughs> magpies. So they flew up to heaven and connect this bridge so that the two stars, so that New Lang and Juni can come together to meet each other on this bridge. And then, so the goddess of heaven was like really soft on her heart, moved by this behavior. So she allows them to come meet each other once a year on July 7th, based on Lunar calendar. So it was said in the olden time, traditionally, that common people will, on this day, come to look up to the sky and see these two
1: stars meet up. Do the stars actually meet up?
0: Well, I actually never fact-checked this, but that's what I was told when I was little, that these Um. two stars... Because I thought it was so cool that this is the my ancestor way of understanding how the constellation works yeah. and giving them personality and backstories.
1: Yeah, I love stuff like that. It's like very like Greek mythology, like trying to explain why the world is how it is. Yeah, before, before yeah. science.
0: <laughs> Don't you just love how like the goddess of heaven's piss, so she created the Milky Way to separate them?
1: Yeah, like a whole galaxy.
0: Just to separate two lovers. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned in the beginning, this holiday, this festival originally was not about Valentine's Day. And it's really in modern China days that because the Western, aka the February 14th Valentine's Day was being so heavily celebrated that people wanna almost like have a revival of our own traditional festivals. So people was like, look, this is the greatest love. Documented back two thousand six hundred years ago, so mm-hmm. this is our Valentine's Day. We have our own version too.
1: So wait, when did it become celebrated as like
0: Valentine's Day? Chinese, yeah, Valentine's. It's Day. really in recent decades, like twenty to thirty years timing. Oh, okay. That's like very recent that become really becoming like a Valentine's Day. Before it wasn't really sad as a Valentine's Day. It's almost. A commercial way to compete, in a commercial and cultural way to compete with the February 14th Valentine's Day.
1: But you said February 14th does get celebrated there too. Yes, it does. Okay. To
0: provide more context, as modern China was being more open <laughs> to the Western world and internationally, the February 14th Valentine's Day was introduced to China and people obviously. Young, young people love this day to celebrate their love for their loved ones, to show their affections.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so some other people will f- felt that, hey, wait a second, we have our own version too. Like our own festival, our own folklore deserves some recognition. So it slowly become another Valentine's Day. But in my personal opinion, I think it's really the commercial Aspect, that's why we have literally three Valentine's Day.
1: And so so even the the Chinese Valentine's Day based on this folk tale, it's still hmm. pretty commercial in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's very commercial. It's always
0: almost guilt tripping. I felt bad because I feel like it's guilt tripping people who are in a relationship to go on dates and spend money and buying at each other gifts than just like appreciate each other's presence.
1: Mm. so yeah wait, i've like never heard of this holiday like ever i feel like it's not I mean, a
0: day holiday so you don't get day self
1: oh uh, but like when you were born did this holiday exist or was it like that new
0: no when i was born this holiday didn't exist but i knew this folk out and there's a lot of tv shows dedicated to this story this is one of the story that's being retold in different version of TV show, movies over and over, like throughout decades. Mm-hmm. So I know this story really well, but there's obviously a different version of it, and this is the version I know the most. And then it's more so when I was in elementary school, towards like close to middle school or secondary schools, that this become really advertising as a Chinese Valentine's Day that being celebrated
1: really really a- amongst the young generation so it sounds like everyone in China would know this story like this yeah they pop- would okay so it's yeah. like, kind of like your Romeo and Juliet oh yeah yeah okay. precisely actually I
0: never thought of it that way
1: yeah I mean we all know it here because we all had to like read it in school and it's so referenced in pop culture through like movies and different TV shows and books. That's really interesting. Like, I, it makes sense because it's obviously based on what you're telling me. I feel like Chinese, for example, immigrants to the U.S. like really wouldn't celebrate this in America if it's not even like a national holiday in China. Right. And if it, it also sounds like it's pretty recent, like it became publicized in like our lifetimes. I feel like my parents may not even like super know what it is.
0: Yeah, no, they wouldn't know what qixi means. It's just it wasn't celebrated as a Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. It was celebrated very differently. There's actually rituals in different regions, but I didn't grow up having those rituals. For example, there are some regions, it's celebrated in Taiwan, Minnan, Zhejiang province, basically a lot of local regions in China. People wear like outfits, specific outfits, to go to the temple to... Worship the seven sister, the Weaver Girl, and there's also different food people eat. It's almost like a big deal in specific regions. Because where I grew up, we never have any of the traditional rituals to celebrate this holiday. But mm-hmm. it is now like the ritual is going away because the gender role it's been redefining this modern society, which I love. But then the downside has been commercialized because yeah. I personally love this love story that I felt that it's almost love is greater than everything. Like, with love, you can overcome everything, even.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Milky the Milky Way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can overcome that. Um, but just the sad things, I wasn't been celebrating that way. Do you get Valentine's Day, the February 14th day off in America?
1: No, it's not like a, no, no, no. we don't, no. We don't <laughs> get, like, work off, we don't get school off. I personally view Valentine's Day in America, at least, like the February 14th one, as like a very commercial holiday as well. Mm. Like, I don't even think most people, at least now that I can recall, even learn the origins of Valentine's Day. I actually think it had a very dark, like bloody really? story. Yeah, because I think it was based on a real event that happened somewhere in, I want to say, Europe. But again, I don't know. It's not something I researched on my own. Yeah, I feel like it's just, oh, this is just my opinion. But personally, I feel like Valentine's Day is just a way for people or for, like, companies to sell chocolates and flowers to couples <laughs> and a time for restaurants to, like, you know. Like, this is a time. Yeah. Book in a of time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not really, like, a day I celebrate. In terms yeah. of, like, let's, like, celebrate this with, like, a big event or occasion, you know? Yeah, speaking of, like,
0: chocolate and roses, that's actually quite interesting. I never thought of why that represents love. I'm kind of curious, like, when you were in elementary school or, like, just younger, like, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. Did you see your peers celebrate this, like, by exchanging chocolate? Like, how is this Valentine's Day being introduced to you?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, like, a – well, obviously, in, like, elementary school and even, like, I guess a little bit middle school, but definitely elementary school. It wasn't, like, people have boyfriend-girlfriends. Like, we were, like, <laughs> so young. <laughs> Um, But yeah, like the candy thing, we would always like exchange candies with our classmates, because like you can get all the heart shaped chocolates and candies in stores like during that season. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the little, they're not chocolates, but like they're like little heart candies I forgot the name of them but they're heart shaped they come in different colors and all of them have different writings on them like love you or oh. i think now you can actually get those customized so you can write your own text which is very you know i guess their way of innovating i don't know <laughs> yeah i feel like um i don't remember which grade but you can also pay in advance to have like valentine's day cards written and then on actual valentine's day someone goes around and like send those cards uh to the different classrooms which is like super cute but also like it makes you feel bad if you didn't get anything for sure yeah because it's kind of like a popularity thing yeah so I'm sorry i'm
0: like yeah having like a moment of like because i saw these in american movies and tv shows i just don't know if it's true you know because like obvious i've watched american pie but i know that's not everything go high school is exaggerated for entertainment purpose yeah but i was like oh i've seen those on tv that's so cute that
1: in that movie i don't remember
0: not that movie like other like american tv shows in general
1: yeah but i don't know that like every school did this but i remember my elementary school did do that yeah it's just like to me one of those like hallmark holidays where companies profit off of like sending cards to each other sending like candy and sweets to each other And I think because the origins of what Valentine's Day is is so, like, not really taught and not emphasized and not shown really anywhere. To me, it's like, what does this holiday even mean, you know? Like, I don't know. It's not, like, reinforced in any way.
0: That's so true. I don't even remember when did Valentine's Day become a thing to us. This probably just shows how the commercialization just Jewish so sadly you don't even realize. But I hate that they just assume all girls love stuffy, yeah,
1: teddy bears. Yeah, it's also like the gender roles again. Like right, like it's never really like the girls gifting it to their male partners. It's always like the male partner has to gift it to female. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just so interesting to me. But it's like how how it was like in where you grow up and where I grew up is very similar. How like the gender role was defined and how the commercial was tailored. Like, I don't genuinely care about Valentine's Day, but it's like the environment is almost pressuring me to care about it to make me feel like, look at you, you are single on Valentine's Day, which is actually really funny. Like, I've had relationships, but somehow I always, like, break up before Valentine's Day. Oh. (laughs) It just doesn't last till that day until, like, Obviously, later on in college, when I really genuinely don't care about Valentine's Day as much as the pressure I felt in middle school and high school.
1: No, I never cared about Valentine's Day. Like, I just no, like I love I, that.
0: Like, why would you care about it?
1: No, but like, I I don't mean that in, like a salty way. Like, mm. I'm not like coupled up. Like, I hate this holiday. It's making me like makes me like feel like I'm missing out on something type of way. It's like I genuinely don't care about it, and that I don't hate it. But I also don't, like, look forward to it the same way I do for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas, which I, like, really look forward to. Those are, like, probably two of my favorite holidays. And also, like, the things you get for Valentine's Day. I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, the commercialization, I feel like all holidays are pretty commercialized. Like, there is money to be made, Christmas being a prime example. But at least at Christmas, I like the gifts I'm getting. For Valentine's Day, I'm not a big chocolate person. So if someone gives me that, I feel like they're just gifting me like a stomach ache or like acne because that's what happens when I eat too much chocolate. I don't care for stuffed animals at all. Like that to me is just clutter. Where am I going to put this teddy bear? Like where does this fit in my tiny studio apartment? Collecting dust. Yeah, I would appreciate a dinner. I feel like the few times that, um, (laughs) the very few times that I've (laughs) been in relationships during Valentine's Day. I I do like going on like a Valentine's Day dinner. Like, I think that's, Mm. it's just like an excuse to like do a date, like go on a date night. But it's not like, oh my God, I'm so excited. We need to like go all out for Valentine's Day. Like you better give me like XYZ and plan this whole big Thing it's more just like it's a nice excuse to something we would probably do anyways. And I do like getting flowers, like in general. Me too. But I don't think that has to be like only on Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, I like the way you're viewing it. Like it's excuse of something you would already do already. I think that's the best way to looking at it. But look, speaking of flower, my poor ex boyfriend took me out to a really nice dinner, but didn't get me flower, and I was really pissed. And I nagged him for so much to the point that the second the following year he got me flowers with a card saying look the flowers here <laughs> <laughs> just so you know <laughs> but i think that's just more so of me being peer pressure into like the society like the expectation of what it is because earlier on when you were saying the chocolate and the flowers i was like wait actually what does it even mean why why is chocolate represent love why does it have to be heart shaped Especially nowadays with the social media, I think it's almost a bit more in your face, no matter you care or not, you must face this holiday, even though you don't care. like you even if you feel indifferent about it, you can still feel that the society is telling you, this is not a holiday for you. Like mm-hmm. this is a Valentine dinner for sale for two. You can't join this promotion. This uh-huh. movie ticket, it's for Valentine's Day, for two. And I get it, like, people will be like, oh, don't be salty, go with your girlfriends, go with your guy friends, why not just take a, take advantage of the commercial aspect of it? Which I love that, like I sometimes do do that, but I just wish, I think just I so like now I'm growing to be appreciating to do things on my own. For example, for my birthday, I just wanted to have a spa day for one, and I couldn't find anything. It's all for two, for two, for two. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Do you have ever like do you feel that way? Just like regarding this being single, not being like being single, sometimes being punished. Like everything it's
1: for two. I mostly feel that about my absurdly expensive New York City rent. I get very salty when couples are like, yeah, we're just like splitting the rent and then they have like all this excess money and I'm just like, ugh. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I do agree with you. I do feel like with like social media, it is way more in your face because again, it's an excuse for people to like dress up and like post about their significant other. I feel like if it bothers you, that kind of like says more about like where you're at mentally and emotionally mm. with what you want mm. than it is like this is an evil holiday. I wish the culture it's more
0: celebrating wherever page you are, like, wherever stage you are. If you're in a relationship, great. If you're single, great. And I felt that being single wasn't as being celebrated. I know some people who aware of this holiday might say, the whole day I'm talking about the single day in China, which is November 11th because it's 4-1 standing next to each other, not even holding hands, not contacting each other. So people were making fun of it, like, look how lonely these ones look like together. Let's call it a singles day, but make it commercial, just promotions, discounts. But it wasn't really like losing sight of what, like celebrating being single, celebrating that, where you are, which page you are in life.
1: So the single day in China is, Is it like shaming single people or is it like celebrating single people?
0: It's neither. That's the funny thing. Like, it's neither. It's just a huge commercial day. It's almost like Amazon Prime Day, but even bigger. And everyone just, no matter you're single, you're in a relationship, you're just buying things online because that's like they're doing all the promotion.
1: But then why is it called Singles Day? It's because it's on November
0: 11th and they think the number looks single.
1: Okay so it's not like you can only get this if you're single like you Yeah no single. not at all
0: oh, Okay It's like um it's like almost using it as excuse I don't know I don't want to come off as oh there's Valentine's Day there must be a day to celebrate being single but I think I want to use this opportunity to not complain just talk about how being single should also be celebrated and in China women who being single after age 25 27 I often been con- being considered or called as air quote leftover. And I felt really grateful that my parents don't think that way, but I know personally a lot of my friends felt the pressure from their parents and their peers. So just got a bit passionate about that. I wish being single is more celebrated.
1: Wait, 25 is considered leftover? Like you're too old. Yeah. That's so young. I-
0: I just remember when I was in college, and my mom was speaking to me about one of my relatives, and she was like, oh, she's 27, she's being too picky. Like, how is she gonna get married? I'm like, she's
1: only 27, and she's beautiful. She can, right? Yeah, because I'm turning 27, so I'm like, shit, if if I was in China, that's considered what? Like, it's all over from here. Like, you know, it's all downhill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And my mom being my mom, super biased. Now that I am 29, she is rushing me, but she's not speaking to me the same tone. She was talking about my relatives. I definitely think this is something I get really riled out easily about because women in China who are single and successful with great education are being considered too... High maintenance from intellectual Mm. way. They are intimidating men. I'm just like good. Be intimidated. (laughs) We're strong.
1: Yeah, I actually watched some documentary on like segment on this about the so-called leftover woman. And in this, I don't remember how long ago. Maybe like a few years. So I don't know if this is still true. But like the mom of these women, who are quote leftovers, would literally be like pimping out their daughters basically showing their pictures and like writing out like their accomplishments and like going to a public park to like kind of like sell like promote their daughter like oh isn't she so like worthy because part of the interview they were like showing that this was happening and like interviewing some of these moms and when they talked about their daughters a lot of them were super accomplished had like really successful careers, like good education, like, you know, just by all measures, like doing well in life, except for the fact that they don't currently have a partner or aren't married with like kids or something. So yeah, it is like, crazy to me that something like age 25 is considered like, okay, you're expired or something.
0: Exactly, exactly. I don't like the expiration. I don't like that fact that women have a higher education, it's making it harder for them. And it was also said that if you are so successful, so if you're so successful in your career that you own your own house or car, that makes you less competitive in air quote market. Ugh. the dating market.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm not surprised that that happens because I do feel like the, these are based on very traditional gender roles. You even see that in the U.S. where it's like a joke that like men get intimidated by successful women but it's crazy to me that it happens in China because the population is so skewed heavily towards men just based on like the one child policy and the fact that male genders are more wanted than female babies so in my mind like just based on the numbers game I feel like there shouldn't even be leftover women's like Men should just be happy that they got someone. Cause Thank you. Right? Exactly. Like it's not like a one-on-one ratio. And I no. think that's like a problem that China is trying to fix or solve for.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, in more developed cities, this is getting more talked about, which I'm so glad that they're bringing this up and then being challenged about. But as a whole, I felt that there's still so much need to be said. No matter if you're single or in your relationship, happy belated Valentine's Day. And I really hope you enjoy the love story between Niu Lang and Junyu. It has some sad element to it, but I find it
1: really moving. I love folk tales like that. And I feel, I don't know. I just like I don't get exposed to these traditions and stories, like having grown up in America where we don't really focus on other cultures whatsoever. So I always love hearing these stories yeah I don't know happy Chinese New Year I guess I mean happy wow happy Chinese Valentine's Day same to you and if you
0: like the folktale you heard today then definitely go check out one of our older episodes but one of our all-time favorites Lunar New Year special where we talk about the tradition of Lunar New Year and the folktale around it